Podcast would carry me away. But while talking to Squeak here, and Michelle get a word in edgeways. Record over a bottle of rum on a darker Southampton Bay. Two South. That is what we're talking about. Two South. Saddle up my microphone, get deep in Baker Bone. Two South by Southeast. Hello and welcome to Jew South by Southeast, the program that gives Jew South its Jews. No, Dotty, put that manure back outside. Not its poos, its <laughs> Jews. It's propers. Uh, I am uh, Doctor Confused is what you are. I am confused. I am Detective Squeer. With me, as always, is Mountie Michelle and Dotty Baker, who is. Oh no! Don't eat it now. Oh, oh that's gross. It's just gross. It's uh, although kind of apropos of this episode because mm. it does involve manure in some parts. Yes, there is manure. As all our favourite dramas do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this week we're going to be talking about the episode uh, They Eat Horses, Don't They? Yeah. And uh, we are also welcome, welcoming, we are joined by again, by Mini Mounty Prime. It is... Neve. Welcome back to the show, Neve. How are you? Good. Uh, we usually do a story up top about what we've been up to this week. What have you been up to this week, Neve? Um, I've been um, at Avon Tyrell for... Three days. Well, what's Avon Tyrrell? It's a place you. It's like um, an activity place, yeah. isn't it? Like in the Nanu Forest in Bewley. Ah, very nice. And uh, Bewley, is, for those who don't know, is where they have the car exhibitions. They've got like the James Bond cars yes, and everything. They do. And, uh, yeah. and plus, it when we were on the coach there, we just saw like wild horses and people's front yards. Yeah, and horses again. Um. Neve, oh, did you do this on purpose? Ties in so nicely, doesn't it? No, you always say yes, yes that you yes, did. Yes, 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 it was totally intentional. <laughs> Take credit, even if it's not you. And what are you up to now, Neve? I'm just um, doing my mum's hair. Okay. Are you going to put on some pigtails? No, I'm going to do a Dutch braid. Excellent. When you've got that done, we'll take a photo for this episode. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yes. <laughs> now I'm wishing I'd had a wash and put some makeup on. <laughs> Where would the fun be there? <laughs> Thanks, Neve. And uh, is it uh, Michelle, have you been up to much this week? Oh, work. Work, work. A little bit more work. I had one day off and I did lots of housework. So, yes, my life is exciting. Woo! And, and I felt rubbish on my day off as well. You felt rubbish? <laughs> I felt rubbish. I didn't feel very well. Oh, you haven't got this bug which is going around. I've been ill this week. Yeah, I don't know what's going around. I've, I've been doing several hours of work feeling very, very ill. Yeah. And when you're pushing someone in a wheelchair, as I do with one of my clients as part of my job as a, a carer, it's really fun if you're feeling a little bit dizzy. Brilliant. <laughs> and then you've got to push them uphill in the heat, in you know all sorts of weather. And yeah, yeah, awesome. if you're already feeling dizzy, 
That's just deep joy. Yeah, it was actually kind of funny because about an hour before I actually started to feel genuinely unwell, I'd been joking about how I, I wish I wasn't well so I could have a day off work the next day. Yeah. <laughs> about an hour later, and I thought, is this just psychological? <laughs> because I don't want to go to work. <laughs> but no, really, for the rest of the day, I didn't feel very good. I was coming over in, in the sweats quite a few times. I stank. The BO coming off of me that day because I just kept having these like sweating fits. It wasn't pleasant. Because she's yeah. a lady. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. Now everyone know, wanted to know about my week. Hasn't it been good? Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, we've got to keep this episode tight. Apparently, uh, Mike Mann, our editor, was pulling what's left of his hair out last <laughs> week at the amount of crap we gave him. <laughs> Oh dear. Okay, we're tightening this week. I mean, and it was a long episode last week. This one, not likely to be as long, but like last week was one of the best episodes of Juice South. Oh, it was, yeah. I mean, yeah, this this is always going to have its problems setting up to it, quite mm. frankly. Yeah. Um. So I'll, I'll talk about my week next week, because, you know, uh, I've just been busy doing doing shizzle. Um. But we're going to get on to this week's episode. But, but you know what we got to do before? There, well, there's two orders of business. Okay. First one, Michelle. It's Mini It's Mini And hopefully we're now going to insert a much better jingle from Matt Lees. And if it doesn't appear here, then he didn't send it or, you know, didn't go around to recording this week. Matt, take it away. Oh, and isn't that sounding great or possibly not there? <laughs> I'm sure it was there. I'm just going to assume it's there. We're going to assume it's there. We're going to assume it's there. So we do have an entry for our Mini Mountie Club this week. Coming in at 019, we have Jodie, 1000 Watts. Jodie, welcome to the uh, Mini Mountie Club. You're a regular uh, liker and uh, commenter on our uh, Facebook group. Michelle, though, of course, I know you will know just like that. Because we've we've forgotten last week, I think actually for a couple weeks possibly, to give out any of these details. Have you just given up on me giving these details out? <laughs> no, I haven't. I just thought I'd give it some time for you to forget so I'd make it a real challenge for you. Okay. So let's start off with a Facebook group. What, 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 what would someone go to if they wanted to hit us up on Facebook, Michelle? Facebook, I believe, is just uh, Due South by Southeast. It is. It, That's oh, the name yes. of the... Is it a group or a page? It's a group. Oh, well yes. done. That wasn't a guess. Oh, I sounded so confident. <laughs> you <in> did. <laughs> but uh, Michelle, I I enjoy Twitter. You know, I don't know about well, I do know about you because you never check your Twitter. Uh, but uh, I couldn't even find your handle the other day. But it's there somewhere. I don't know. The Twitter handle which people would use to contact us on there. What what would that be, Michelle? It is not a hashtag. No, I know it's not a hashtag. I mean, of course it's not a hashtag. Who would say it was a hashtag? That would be ridiculous. I'm going to go with at DoSelfBSE. That's correct. Oh. Do I get a badge? Do I get a badge to get these right? There's one more, and then we'll talk about the badge. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what would the third way that they could contact us be, first of all? Email. Email. And if they want to email us, they'd of course have to have an email address. Michelle. And amazingly, with all my cock-ups with saying the email address, we have managed to get one email. (laughs) Yes. But only one, so... <laughs> only the one. That could possibly be my fault. Juiceselfbse um, at gmail.com. Michelle. Are you proud of me? What are you doing? You think that's email address? Is it wrong? No, it isn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Clean board, Michelle! <laughs> Leave clap, clap. I can't. She, oh, she clap that. with her hair. <laughs> <laughs> you just kicked your leg to clap. Yeah. She's improvising. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, you see, uh, Dottie is clapping by pouring yeah. 
the wooden floors. She almost acting like a little horsey. <laughs> ah, well, which brings us on to this week's episode, but not before we get on to this week's rum, Michelle. Oh, the and rum. And you select the rum this week. We have got new rum again, as always. Yes, as always. I don't know at what point we're going to start running out of rums. Michelle, we had this conversation last week. There's so many different varieties of so many rums. We haven't even scratched the surface yes, yet. Yes, but we're going to have to start ordering them in, aren't we? That's the problem. But we haven't even got through the supermarket aisles. No, we haven't yet. But You quit, are you? Right, so this week we are drinking Red Leg Rum. It's a rather nice one as well. It's I mean, not one of the uh, more well-known ones, but I think it's one which is always on the supermarket shelves. Yeah. Ones with, one which I don't think I've got two before. It's definitely worth a try if you're looking. It's a spiced rum. We quite often go for the spice, don't we? Oh, a bit of vanilla and ginger in there, do yeah, I see? Yeah, that's what I'm looking. Um, it says authentic tropical spiced rum. Well, we like it authentic, yeah. infused with vanilla and ginger even. But it's good. Yeah. Viking this one. Viking this one. I it's a Viking like, I rum. Said liking. Oh, sorry, I misheard. Although I'm, I'm <laughs> with all these Caribbean rums, I always seem to find somewhere written on the bottle that it's been, you know, like bottled in Scotland or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's a <the> bottle? <laughs> I'm just having a look now. I don't think it says. It doesn't say where. Okay, well, we, well, it's authentic. It says it's, it's authentic. authentic. We're going to believe it's authentic. Yes. And it says infused with Jamaican uh, ginger and spices, so I'm just going to believe that's where it's bottled. Excellent. So um, th- that's our rum of the week, if, if anyone's keeping score. <laughs> so, uh, Dottie, is there something you wanted to say? You seem very enthusiastic. What's that? What's that? Get on with it. Okay, ah. right, we're on to the episode now then. Dottie, sit, sit, sit. So, Michelle. This week's episode, uh, they they eat horses, don't they? Which is, I believe, it's a song. They shoot horses, don't they? Or is it? It's a film. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's a film. They don't, they shoot horses, don't they? About a kid who discovers like what happens to horses when they they're lame or whatever. Oh. Not lame as in just just lame. lame. <laughs> not like a loser horse. Just like yeah. No horses are loser. No. You you look really happy there. Is, yeah. Is this very soothing, the way that Neve's doing your hair? You meant to pull it tight so it doesn't lose its... Yeah, go for it. I don't mind. You were certainly pulling it tight right then. <laughs> I may be... I might some bowl patches. <laughs> yeah, after this, sure. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, are we going to start off with a little clip from Juicel? Let's start off with the clip at the beginning of the show. We're going we're gonna to go for the cold open. Bad. 
Well, that's a shame because it looks really good on you. Why don't you dab a little pork behind your ears? So is this one. Please hurry, my boy is sick, he's in danger. Please hurry. Going as fast as I can. How do I give him the, the signal? The, the full... Yeah, I'm struggling to see because I'm having my head... That's fine, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll make do with that. We'll, no, we'll make do for that pause point. That's fine. Um, so, Michelle, that's quite economical with everything that it does. Again, it's, it's one of those things whereby... Due South kind of is very good at setting up what the episode is straight away. And also, they've kind of set up a running joke straight from the beginning that that's Ray getting that phone number from the girl, which yes. he will be answering the phone all the episode through yes. and getting everyone but the girl. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 classic comedy. It's like the little misdirect. It is. And it's, the, you know, the answering the phone, expecting it to be this lovely lady and it's your mum. Yeah, your mum, the detective, like the, the <laughs> captain, or you know, anyone yeah. but this girl. Yeah, this broccoli girl. Yeah, and, and also I'm taking tips there. Like, it's like, right, so when I'm in the supermarket, <laughs> if I want to meet a girl, I go for the meat aisle, I think we got from that, or is it by the well, broccoli? Well, it depends what you want in a lady. Yeah. That depends what you want. If you want a nice, healthy lady, you go buy the broccoli. Yeah. Once a woman that enjoys her meat, meat section. <laughs> I say nothing because there's children in the room. But, Michelle. Yes? You must have been pretty happy with, like, uh, Ray just cutting open that meat, getting it right up to his that nose, you know. I, that wasn't Ray. I'm oh, sorry, not Ray. Um, Fraser. <laughs> I know you're a big meat fan, you know. Yes, obviously, I love a man that stuffs meat on his nose. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm a vegetarian. Come on. <laughs> I thought about that so often during this episode. <laughs> It really wasn't the episode for a vegetarian, was it? No. Not exactly, not exactly. And, uh, you yeah, know, the, the bit of the clip that we didn't get to, because you paused it early, uh, I, I like the fact that you've got the... Um, the Is it some Mexican lady? Oh, El it's Salvador. Is she Hispanic? Hispanic? Yeah, Hispanic. We'll go with Hispanic. Hispanic lady. Yes. Um, it's nice where <laughs> Nice very proud of the job she's done on Michelle's hair. It's looking pretty good. I like it. I like the way it doesn't match. It's good. It's yeah. nice. Uh, we'll take a photo in a bit. So you can check this out on our social media from about a week from when this goes up. Uh, but I love the fact that this woman's struggling. She's uh, just trying to get some Pepto-Bismol for her kid. And uh, the woman at the checkout is just giving her guff all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> I think I've got served by her before. <laughs> oh, hasn't everyone at some point? It's good. So it's, it's 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 again it's a nice opener. It's it's very uh, yeah very economic with what it does with very little. The only problem I had really with I mean like let's go straight into it. The problems I had with this episode. Okay. First of all, it isn't last week's episode, which is one of oh, the best episodes ever. It had a lot to live up to. It didn't have Leslie Nielsen in it. Like I was already predisposed to. Oh, are you taking it out? We haven't taken the photo yet. How gonna do this one? Yeah, just I mean I like the kind of being odd though. <laughs> so we're now talking about uh, Michelle's hair. No, no, do, do something else the other side. I'm doing the same. If you can do something which doesn't match, that'd be really fun. Uh, so uh, enough about Michelle's hair, though. That'll be on our Instagram, as I say. Or uh, Instagram? Well, it'll be on the Instagram for Gallifrey Stands Podcast. Because we don't have a separate Instagram unless we get on Michelle to set one up. So getting back to the adventure, though. Yes. Without distraction. One thing. The other. Oh, oh. oh no! I was just. I was just going to say quickly. Then, I'll, then I'll let you say your thing. Sure. 
I did find this one was one of the ones which wasn't the most tight episode. Mm. There are just a few scenes which I think you could have like halved and had a really solid due south right here. Yeah, no, I think there's definitely bits you could lose. Or maybe all the bits with Fraser staring lovingly at the lovely blonde lady, you know. We didn't need to see that. No, I was good with that. But um, <laughs> what, what, uh, how do you feel about the episode in general? I, yeah, I think now we've seen a few episodes, comparing to some, it definitely wasn't the tightest. It wasn't. It wasn't. It's, it's, I mean, it was, it was enjoyable again. I'm trying to sort of see it as its own thing, not as mm. compared to last week's episode. But it, it, it was, I mean, it's good, solid juice out. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, unless we come across one later, I don't think there was any really bad juice out episodes. No. I might be proved wrong on that, but uh, I think you just got some average juice out episodes, and this is one of them. Yeah, no, I think you might be right there. There are, there are a few little bits in this, I think, that are really good. And one thing I really liked, you know, before we move on from the supermarket scene, is when when Fraser's cutting over, open the beef and sticking it on his nose, Ray's reaction... It's kind of, he's still half surprised he's doing this stuff. And then half su- not surprised, it's kind of like, again, come on. I'm, I'm wondering if there's a collage, a, a collage, a, um, a compilation of all the times uh, Fraser puts meat or something on his nose, like, or he eats In something. His mouth like, or... like, <laughs> it's like chewing gum, it's this, it's nicking gum, wasn't it? Yes. Obviously. It's, again, a nice one of these kind of running themes of G-South. But, but what's our first note there, there, Michelle? Well, I started off straight away with Ray's clothes. <laughs> Ray's clothes. This is definitely going to be one of our highlights. It's, it's kind of... Uh, one of my little obsessions now is yeah. his clothes. Uh, a little bit better in this episode than the last one, but some... As in, when, when you say better, much worse, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Better yeah. worse. <laughs> to be worse with him we want it to be bad yeah we want it to be particularly 90s we do it's a little bit better there's a bit more colour to it he's got this purple jacket thing that he's wearing which I'm quite liking mm. the shirts it looks like there's something fun going on with the shirts but it's not up to his his standards really in the earlier episodes if I might the point is that they clash which is nice mm. that's what we want, oh, we, want Obviously, we want clashing but if you take any of those garments separately they probably look all right. Yeah. Which is a bit disappointing. We want every one of his bits of outfit to stand on their own grotesqueness and, know, and overly brightness. We know he can do better. We know he can do worse. Yeah, <laughs> better, worse. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he's getting tips off a of Fraser now. But yeah, yeah. Maybe this is it. Maybe Fraser's cut like, mm, you know, you're clashing too much. I don't know. As far as I remember, right the way through his run in the first two series, before we get the other way in, yeah. Slash Stanley. Yeah. As far as I know, his outfits don't get much better, which is good. We, yeah, we, we, we don't want, want them to get better. Well, I mean, again, <laughs> it's it's better by our standards, worse by <laughs> by human standards of clothing. <laughs> oh, listen to me judging other people's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with this thing today? Is it like a zebra look? Not full on zebra. Demi zebra. Yeah. yeah. Again, What's I, wrong with that? Again, go to Instagram for the photo. <laughs> or... <laughs> Gallifrey Stanford, go to one of our social medias. It'll be on there somewhere. Yeah, looking forward to it. I will probably take take this photo and use it with the episode. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Neef, do you have any impressions of this episode? Yeah, we haven't asked you yet. Um. 
No notes. No. That's all I'm saying. No. <laughs> Can't get the mini mounties these days. So, and uh, what's our next note? Have we have we got another note? Oh well, we clip? did note the mobile phone that was being used by Ray in this episode. That was a pretty beautiful brick right there. Of course, and uh, it was a flip phone as well, wasn't it? Again, there's no escaping the '90s of this. No. I mean, it, it's one of the bricks, which then has an antenna yes. and a flip down bit at the bottom. Oh, I remember them. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. This is one step up from the ones in Dallas where you needed two hands to hold it. Yeah. It kind of makes me wish we still had phones like that a little bit. Obviously, the convenience of the smaller phones is great. But I remember when I first got a mobile phone, I loved the fact you got to pull the antenna out. That was fun. I loved having a backpack to get around in. <laughs> obviously, that was the downside. But I think phones, well, obviously, they've got a lot more things to make them fun now. But I loved the whole kind of holding it, pull the antenna out. Maybe it's because I was quite young. I don't know. No, no, I, 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 I know what you mean. There was kind of quite a joy to it. And yeah. uh, well, you know where my bar phones originally come from? Um, a home phone. They decided it was annoying to carry around. Well, I don't. Know. I don't uh, yeah, oh, that, it, that's um, part of it. I'm saying maybe a military thing. Star Trek communicators. Seriously, oh. the the makers of the original phones loved Star Trek and they were like uh, oh we want like the communicators they've got so that was the birth of the phone that's why they flipped down there was no other yeah, real yeah. kind of purpose to that other than <laughs> it looked like the communicator so you go okay okay beam me up no see well if if we ever get to it we do have another clip to play Michelle are you struggling with the FF function on your own DVD player it might be quicker just to play it. <laughs> oh, how about we how actually do just... Effort? Well, I stopped doing the slow fast-forward function. Oh. That's how I did it, anyway. All right, Mr. Showoff. Uh, Mr. Showoff meaning I can function a DVD player? Yep. That for you is showing well, off. clearly I couldn't, so <laughs> that's, that's impressive to me. I, uh, yeah... Maybe you know, it's because my hair's being pulled so tight here, I can't... Similarly to the mobile phone, you never got over the VCR, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> is this the clip bit, or is it a bit later? We're going to show, um... We're going to show in the showing. hospital, showing his badge to the kid in bed. Let's see if this is it. It might be. Have you muted it? Yes. Right. We're a professional slick operation. I didn't want to be blaring out. <laughs> His mum calls, that's the best of the Googles. Yes? Alright, there should be no permanent damage. Oh, thank you, Doctor, thank you. Uh, 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 Elliot just made the Chicago All-Stars in soccer. Great. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the clip, but that's actually quite a good bit. It's the patronising Doctor. Yes. <laughs> now, Michelle, as an NHS Doctor, <laughs> you deal with a lot of guys like that who are more distracted by chatting to their fellow Doctors than the patients? No, actually. You don't. No. Okay, I'm quite, I'm quite impressed. Because you've, you've already told me before about like some of the doctors who may, maybe aren't the most helpful, maybe a little bit on the arrogant side. Yeah, that's true. But I've never heard them speaking about sports in front of people. Actually, golf. Uh-huh. Golf. <laughs> 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 typical doctors. I've heard, well, I've heard them discussing golf with the patients before, and you just think, oh, get over yourself. <laughs> Actually, I was wondering if one of the things which was going to come up in this episode, which didn't in the end, in all fairness, I was wondering if they were going to have, uh, like, the healthcare costs come into it. Mm. Because single mum who's, uh, you know, uh, an immigrant to America, back in those days before Obamacare, and, yeah. you know, we might soon be after Obamacare, 
It, yeah. Well, actually, say that, but Republicans don't seem to be able to pass a bill. But anyway, yeah. that's another story. <laughs> so, you know, that could be one of these things which now... There are a lot of those plot points which wouldn't be plot points in mm. modern dramas because you, you can't use them. Because, like, yeah, Obamacare eliminated that problem for a lot of Americans. Yeah. So do you think Trump's just trying to help out um, lazy... Uh, drama writers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's his plan. <laughs> yeah, Who his, knows what his plan is? Uh, it, it's more cunning than you ever realised. I bet you've never seen a real detective's badge up close. This hat is so cool. How about a taser? <laughs> what is it? Didn't make it that I have my body on the head. Did I make it sick? Right? Yeah, I gotta get back to the office. Well, she's been all over me. <laughs> all right, all right. I know somebody who knows somebody. We'll get the food inspector on it right away. I promise you, man. Nothing bad will happen. Bless you. Okay, so a uh, lovely just little moan of uh, Benny just gives over his hat to the kid yeah. to play with. And suddenly Ray's got to try and one up him. It's like, uh, hey, have you seen my badge? You can play with my taser if you want. Just end it to try and be impressive. Although I think most kids nowadays would be more impressed with a taser, wouldn't they, than a hat? Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but uh, it's, a, it's a, maybe mo- not the most realistic bit of TV, but a very enjoyable it's one a nonetheless. By the way, I haven't given the uh, synopsis for this episode. Mm. Have we got anything else to talk about while I bring that up? Well, I think one of the scenes that we're going to be playing next was... Um, I think probably one of my favourite scenes. Um, not in the way you might think, but we're going to go to the shower scene. <laughs> hey! In <laughs> sync <laughs> oh, there. Well, uh, while, while you get that up, the plot synopsis for this week's episode, as per IMDb, is a case of food poisoning which threatens to have a mother lose her children has Benton suspecting a major and harmful health violation from a meat producer. And also, this kind of foreshadows the... Horse meat scandal here in the UK. Yes, it does, doesn't it? This is quite—it's quite funny. The themes in due south that we've picked up that become relevant today, both here in America, uh, like across the world, really. Definitely, I think. You know, it was watching, literally what's horse meat in this country? Yeah. You know, I think watching this back in the nineties, I probably never would have thought. Oh yeah, that could end up happening. You just—you don't think it's going to happen. It did. <laughs> it did, yeah. It there, did. There's a supermarket over here called Iceland. Yes. Who had uh, horse meat found in their meat. Yeah, lovely. They're literally a horse as well. Yeah, it's all good. So there's a lovely bit of dumpster diving for the uh, our heroes here. Yeah, and poor Ray ends up with some maggots on him. And I'm pressing all And I played a that. lovely joke of saying that there was a spider behind you, much like the maggots on him, and you believe me. Well, I have had spiders in this room, as you know. I know, and, and I, I made that joke before. And you believe every time. Shall we play the clip? Fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Play the clip. Brad? These things wash off, right? Parasites? Yes, of course. Although there's always a chance that they laid eggs. Three more souls! But I don't think so. Most parasites live only on particular hosts. What, I hope gracious enough. I should have offered them canopies. No, no, what I mean is that they're, uh... Oh, I hope you like spaghetti and meatballs. Well, if you made it, Mrs. Vecchio, I'm sure it will be delicious. Bye, you want to get out of the bathroom? He's such a baby. 
That's the signal. Don't do pre-signals. No, no, but I'm just getting ready. Forward. My hand ready. That's not a signal. Like that. Like I will do a full-on hand-down signal for Paul's the drama. I'm sorry about this, listeners. We're just going to have a domestic <laughs> on there. It's uh, I. Oh. It won't get violent. It'll be fine. No, no, no. Who said in the girlfriend's cut? I, I just think there's so much in this scene, and the reason why I want to play a bit more is because I do love the bit where Ray's going. Um, I, you know, uh, th- this doesn't look like this meat or that meat. Like, in fact, the only meat I've ever seen these parasites on is horse meat. Like he's done forensic course on different parasites found on different meats. I know. Would you believe of this character at this stage? Well, he's, you know, he's a relatively young man still. But my goodness, hasn't he done a lot? There's also so much kind of characterful stuff here. So there's something so uh, wonderful about... Ray's family coming in while they're yes. in the shower and the interaction and the way that your family will treat uh, your friend coming around better than they'll treat you. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, that Benny who comes around, he's such a nice boy. You should have him around more often. He's a good influence on you. <laughs> Even as they're adults, they're doing that to him. Yeah, but I think it's true. I think, you know, Benny is a, a, a good influence on him. And of course, uh, Ray's sister... Francesca. Oh, behave yourself. Mm. Coming into the shower. She can join me in the shower anytime. Anyway, <laughs> um, well, leaves out of the room. Uh, I mean, she will become a major character as well. It's another one of these things whereby she was someone who, in the... Hello, Gendy. She was someone who, in the original episode, was such... First uh, pilot, which was yeah. a TV movie. Such a small part. She mm. becomes a regular on the show. It's wonderful how they plant these things. Uh, you know, just, just the way they build up themes in the show is is nice as well. Yeah, definitely. I think we definitely find that at the beginning of the episodes. It's always worth looking out for little bits at the beginning of the episodes because you know they're, doing the, they're either going to keep recurring or it's going to build up to be like the main part. And like Ray's family, it's, yeah. that becomes integral to so many storylines, involved with so many stories. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole episode coming up a bit later. I think it's in the first series uh, with Ray's sister, which I won't get into right now. But anyway, no, you um, upset me now. Upset you? They have a romance, don't they? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never give it away. Yeah. Um, there's also the um, bit at the end of that scene 
where Ray's mum flushes the evidence down the toilet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's desperately looking to see if he can get a bit of this meat out the toilet. Nice. Excuse me. Um, gets me out of the top. Oh, your mind is shocking. Oh, my mind. Yes. Oh, yeah. Your mind, fault. not is, mine. Are there your any mind. notes before the next clip? Um, the one with a bit I really liked was with um, the chief and the sandwich. Yes, again, another way in which they kind of uh, use something so small to be so vital. So, the the chief is dismissive of of it. Mm. Of you know them, um, Bu Stars, I believe the actor's called. It's very dismissive of Ray, and he's kind of busting him about uh, wasting police time. You've also got a uh, hearing Dewey there. Very nice little interaction Dewey, with him. Yeah. I mean, there's so much of that. Those kind of scenes, which shows you the kind of day that uh, Ray would be having if Fraser wasn't around. Yeah. Some of it kind of really boring work he'd be doing. There's other cases he should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, but Ray just shows up and goes, horse meat this week. <laughs> That's what we're going to be dealing with. That's what uh, Chicago's uh, best is going to be dealing with. And it always turns out to be something genuine. But again, this is kind of the genius of it, that you have to have something that sounds completely bonkers when you describe it. But turns out to be really big, uh, a big police story, like a big case, and it affects loads of people on a very human level. Yeah. There's so many things you have to do to build a due south case. It's almost the same as uh, I think I've before on this podcast mentioned uh, Sherlock Holmes, yeah. where to write something like that, you have to be able to think like Sherlock Holmes. You have to be able to put all those integral things together. Yeah. You want to do the same with this. You've got to have something which sounds wacky, but it's actually a really serious, interesting case. Yeah, that with this um, diseased meat, you know, this little boy became sick. And as the mother is told, the boy could have died. And how many people are going to buy that meat and eat it? Yeah. It could have been a, an epidemic of people becoming ill or dying. So well, they it mentioned it's a chain as well. Yeah. Uh, there's also um, Elaine at the station. Yes. Again, she's really just... Not used much in this no. first series. She's kind of like, come on, say a few lines of exposition, flirt with Fraser, and you're out of there. That's pretty much every episode for her. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> all she get. I mean, it's kind of like uh, I I remembered her as being used a lot more, a lot earlier. Mm. But I'm wondering if that is all she pretty do- much does in the first series. Yeah, I, I'm wondering when she's going to get a kind of bigger part because again, she becomes a credited uh, member of the cast in the credits later on yes maybe that's going to be a second series thing for her yeah we'll see but I don't think we can move on from from this scene without mentioning Diefenbaker he has a little um, a little part in this scene but it's a good one it, it, there's some nice there's a few nice uh, Diefenbaker moments yes. in this episode but yeah I do enjoy him nicking the donut yes. he just jumps like it's when Ray's distracted jumps up grabs a donut then Ray almost Straight away turns around and knows the donut's missing, looks down, and there's nothing other than a shifty looking Diefen Baker. <laughs> Dottie was looking at that scene going, it's like, yeah, I know that move. I mean, I don't know that move. I would never do such a thing. Really, she's thinking, good on your teeth. There's a sort of eyebrow races of to go, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd do that. Yeah. Dottie is now giving a really hurt look like, why would you say such a thing about me? You. That's why we know you. Hashtag Dotty Baker Innocent is what her eyes are saying right now. <laughs> it's like this evening, you walk into mine with Dotty, 
I hear her come in. I stand in the middle of my dining room and go, Dottie, arms up in the air. She runs straight past me, straight to my cat food. Yeah, not your cat food. We'd like no. to let the listeners know Michelle doesn't eat cat food. Uh, it is for our cat. But uh, I remember when I first brought Dottie around and she did that and went straight to the cat food and we were like, oh, Dottie, and like embarrassed. And you went, no, it's okay. It's all right. I'm good. Put some more out for Mario later, the name of your cat for any listeners. And now it's just kind of a thing of like, and Dottie will make her way to the cat food. Yeah. It's just it's just become a feature yeah. right now. I know. I you I, start putting out more for her than for, for Mario. I did think I might get a little bit of attention, but no, not until she'd eaten. Yeah. Plus, a character called Mario in this episode. Yes, there was. The little boy was called Mario. Yeah. Great name. Great name. Cats, humans, <laughs> it's all good. So versatile. Use it for anything. Have we got this clip now, or is there another note? We, is there, there's some more notes well, before this clip. We might want to mention who the lady is. Um, I'm guessing that's Terry Polo. You had told me Terry to her Polo. Name. Do you recognise her from anywhere? She's familiar. Can't quite think where from. She is in. She's another one of these people who was in it in Due South. Goes on to great things. Not only did she do uh, the South Northern combo, so she's in Due South. Also, the last series of Northern Exposure. Okay. Which is quite a yeah. um, an accolade for anyone. Yeah. But also, she went on to being uh, Ben Stiller's wife in the Meet the series. Meet the parents. I have recently Potters. watched that and it didn't click that that's who that was. I watched that a couple of days ago. It's her. Ah. Oh. And did you know the little kid who plays Mario? Yeah. Do you know he's a senator now? Really? No, I made that up. <laughs> Well, again, Michelle, going you're to get just violent in a minute. I'm just assuring people it won't, but I can't keep the promise now. <laughs> I'm not gullible. No, at all. Shay, <laughs> take gullible out of the dictionary. <laughs> no, it will not hit. Okay, is there any more notes for the clip, or shall we go for the clip? Well, I think we were quite surprised at his knowledge of horses, weren't we? Well, this is pretty nice. I'm wondering if. Um, I'm guessing, like. Uh, Paul Gross is quite the horseman. He, yeah, he must be. The amount of stuff, like, if he wasn't, the amount of stuff that he's done in horses pretty in due south, it must have been a steep learning curve. Yeah. Because uh, Fraser's just kind of on the ball with it. Yeah, he, he knows everything about it. Again, it's like, um, I'm wondering if this is a thing in rural Canada where it's just like you just know horses you just know like they're, they're like you dogs you have to yeah you know or cats or whatever you know just you know it hmm maybe I don't know maybe we should go to Canada and find out okay well that's going to be yeah. a special episode of Two South by <laughs> South East Michelle's paying awesome <laughs> yeah okay so we're not going there <laughs> Come on. we'll just watch the clip on mute maybe with sound it's on my car Excuse me, I, I was wondering, before you leave, can I ask you a question? Yes? Would it be possible for you to get me a breakdown of the various meat packers and number of courses you've got on <laughs> You know, that is the most unique come on I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't follow you. I'll, uh, look into it for you. I'd appreciate that. And this is my address. Fine. Drive safely. Seatbelt. 
on driver got and seat belt at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so he is so oblivious to the fact that uh, one might think that he's chatting her up. That yeah. he's going like, uh, yeah, and put the seatbelt on. Doesn't realise that uh, she thinks that's a come on. Yeah. Or what she means at all. She is a great um, guest player in this episode mm. as well. I mean, she. Uh, the reason why she's going off to sell a car for anyone who... And, and I do advise that you watch these episodes before you listen to this. But in case you're not... Basically, she's coming onto a horse auction and she's trying to buy up all the cattle yeah. that she can. Her her dad's rich, but she hasn't got that much money. Like he gives her a sum to live off, but um, doesn't really prove what she's doing. Mm. So she's selling a car to try and buy more horses to stop them being slaughtered. Nice little eco warrior, much like Michelle here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> crying for the little horses. <laughs> no, if I could do that kind of thing, if I had the money, I probably would. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 a lovely little intro to her, and it's kind of quite brave to introduce a character who is quite vital to the episode halfway through. Mm, yeah, but this is kind of I mean it's brave, but also at the same time it's kind of one of my um, things which I think they could have tied in this episode. Maybe you introduce her a bit earlier. Maybe you don't lose the mum for like the mum of the family. Mm. Uh, what's her name again? Do we know her name? I can't even remember what her name is, but the the, uh, the Hispanic mum. Hispanic mum, yeah, um, which I'm sure is the kind of way you, you should address her. Um, Mrs. Gamers. She kind of disappears a few times in this episode, and I feel like, you know, because she's the impetus for it. Mm. And then maybe you could have introduced the other character a bit earlier, had a bit more evenly distributed. So you get a lot of the mum to begin with, you get a little while where she just disappears and then she sort of comes back again. Mm. Yeah, and there's a little a weird bit later on in the episode. I'll talk about when when we get to that that stage, which um, I didn't think entirely made sense. But yeah, we'll talk about that later. But it kind of includes both of those characters. But yeah, I do think there are some things, and I think maybe that would work a bit better if, like you said, they'd met earlier on, or there was a bit around. Maybe, yeah, before this stage, I think it would have been good if they their characters had come across each other. And if you think about it, it's an a story of an immigrant family. Dealing with a Canadian kind of cop, yeah. so not even an American cop. Uh, Fraser, sorry, Ray's kind of like a wrong, wrong for the ride, and kind of he's definitely involved in the episode. But uh, it's kind of interesting that that uh, for an American show, it's kind of quite heavy on the people from other countries. Mm. And um, I mean, I just thank God that now. Uh, <laughs> Hispanics and people coming to America are treated, treated with dignity, respect, pride. There's no problems with that anymore. Well, I just think if there had been a wall built back then, we wouldn't have had this problem in the first place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Says the Brexiteer. No, no, I know. I'm not going to get on that. No, no. We, 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 we're, we're not we're, doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, moving on. <laughs> Anyway, so in this scene, we do have the introduction to the man I like to call Creepy Hillbilly Man. <laughs> Creepy Hillbilly Man, he is really nice. That's kind of one of those little throwaway characters, but he does lead them but somewhere. He's, he's an important character as well. Yeah, yeah. But, but that... Again, anyone who's writing something, watched you so. You can learn so much from the structure of these episodes, and if you've got a throwaway character, why not have them give them a bit of information... That leads them somewhere. Mm. 
Like you can, it can still be a fun, silly character, but he ends up telling them something which they later rely on to solve everything. Yeah. And to begin with, he's talking about um, horse pats, which he finds interesting. Yeah. That he wants. There's no explanation as to why he likes these. No, he just <laughs> likes the horse shit. <laughs> but you go and think, oh, this guy's a bit weird. Yeah, it's like it, one stage raised. Has he stepped in it? And then he wants him to move so he can get to it, or is he doing like, it? Like now yeah, he's standing he's in front in, of it. Ray is definitely in the way of this horse poop for him. And they have this really intense kind of showdown <laughs> where it's like, uh, can you move so I can get to that? Maybe I don't want to move. Why do you want it? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's some crap. Yeah, like, do you want to anger a cop? I don't yeah. care. I'm just going to let you go. <laughs> this is too weird, but even for me. <laughs> It's it's very nice. It's very nice. Yeah, I did like that. I did. I liked his introduction and in that he was made out to be this completely bonkers guy who ends up being really vital for them yeah. solving it all. It's nice. Well, you're next. The next bit we're going to go into is um Fraser's little story with. with <sighs> now again, mum. Uh, this is something. One of the motifs throughout you South is Fraser telling these really great little uh, fables from Canada, which kind of become. Like, it's usually Inuit fables. Yeah. Become very relevant. You know, there's a story I keep forgetting to tell Mario. I'm sure he would have liked it. I learned it when I was a little boy. About an Inuit warrior named Nakuk, who became terrified of another warrior from a neighboring village. So terrified that he decided to abandon his home and run. And every night he would build a small hut to stay in. But each of these one-night homes was weak, and he didn't have the time to make them strong. And so when his enemy finally found him, Nekuk had nothing to protect himself, and he was lost. That's a sad story. Yes, it is. See clear hand signal yeah, when you pause. Yeah. Okay, I got it that time. Yeah. And then you, re- you know, reveal in the wardrobe she's got all her bags packed for this. She thing. has, yeah. She's going to do a runner. Again, it's just, it's... Do they... I wonder if they mind some of these stories, if they re- really are Canadian stories. I believe Paul Haggis is actually the uh, creator of New South. I believe he is um, Canadian himself. I wonder if they do go to this sort of... Canadian well of stories or if they make them up for the purpose I like to think these are all true stories they'll get taught as children so they can then pass these stories on well there's one later which is uh, you know, not, not to give away any future episodes too much again but uh, it's the Robert McKenzie episode which Ray tells this story no not Ray Fraser God, do mm, it again. get your names right he tells the story of Robert McKenzie and what happens and he gives us great story of it and what happens and then that story is the lyrics to the song which he sings later and it becomes like it's part of the Jusak Jusak soundtrack I'm very tired um, yeah so it's, I, I love the way they include all that and mm. you know I, like the Rob McKenzie sounds like a real thing I've never bothered looking up we'll, we'll do that when we get to the yeah. episode yeah we'll do that if that's a real thing or not but, uh, but yes it's very good very tight Lovely. And next, we have the quite a nice little scene with Ray and Ethan Baker, which we don't often have. 
That's lovely. Yeah. I love the fact they can break it up, play about with the format a bit, and uh, Deepen Baker sort of inspires Ray to think of something as well. Yeah. And being completely awkward on the lead, which reminds yeah. me of a certain <laughs> My Wolf, which isn't a million miles away from me. A Dutty Baker. Oh, she yeah, just lifted nice one eyebrow. One eyebrow raise. That was Spockian <laughs> in the levels of eyebrow raise. Much more on this one. Well, you know, I just put how much I was loving the creepy guy again for some reason. <laughs> you just really were a fan. <laughs> I really was a fan of him. Okay. Uh, Deepen Baker again, going back to him. And once again, like the last episode, taking up all the bed. Yeah, yeah, you've got Deepen Baker on the bed and Praise on the floor, and you think that was just the same joke. But he's tucked in this time, yeah. which makes it ten times funny. Really. Like, that's now a permanent thing. Deepen Baker's in the yeah. bed. Next time, I'm expecting him with some reading glasses, opening a magazine, <laughs> maybe, and a pipe in his mouth. It uh, can only build up. I, I don't remember that particularly from the first one, no. so that was a nice little surprise. <laughs> and then there was a scene with um, the blonde lady again. Did we actually establish her name as a character? Uh, yes. I think we got her name in real life. Also, did you want me to say her name? Yeah, would you? Well, I mean, I know her name, so it won't be difficult for me to say her name. I'm just going to say her name now. Well, uh, Terry Polo, who plays Stephanie Cobalt. Stephanie, okay, Stephanie. So the next scene... Stephanie Cabot. Cabot. Cabot? Yeah, Cabot. Stephanie. (laughs) Is it Cabot? I can't quite see. I think the cuts... Anyway, Stephanie. Stephanie. (laughs) I'm quite happy with Stephanie. So she turns up at Fraser's apartment with um, two horses. And they go off for a little jolly. They go um, just riding around the streets of Chicago. And <laughs> as I just, you do. I, as you do. No, Chicago's quite um, a busy city. And I just couldn't quite grasp the fact that there was absolutely no traffic around <laughs> while they were riding around on these horses. There's this very still moment where the lights change and uh, Fraser goes to cross the road on the horse. And it almost seems, seems set up for a comedy moment of a car suddenly going, yeah. Yeah, I'm playing right through them. Which thankfully didn't happen. Yeah, thankfully it didn't we're happen. Happy yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a scene after that, and we had Deepen Baker in the car. The Fraser and Ray had gone along, you know, they've got this information now from Creepy Guy, you yep. know, what's going down with the horses. Yep. And they go on a bit of a stakeout, don't they? And they take uh, Deef and Baker with them. So it was a nice little touch that they took Deef with them. Deef, as I'm now calling him. Yeah, Deef. I've just shortened it. No, no, Deef. That's what they Deef. call him. They call him Deef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Deef and Baker didn't have a big role in this episode. Yeah. Did he? I, I, no, I do love the fact that, that he's in the back of the car. Yeah. Just even if they don't use him, it's like, he's part of the team. <laughs> We're not having a scene without him there. <laughs> and he was needed. You know, you always need your Deef. So, oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, and then they end up in this meat factory, and... <sighs> oh, I mean, meat anyway, ugh. I mean, yeah, it was just me who was getting hungry watching that, Michelle. I wasn't getting hungry. You weren't thinking, mmm, cook me up some of that. No. Oh, well, you no. were when you when you saw uh, Fraser, but that's another it's point. It's different. <laughs> yeah. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they end up getting themselves locked in the freezer. Which, I used to work in a subway... Uh, salmon shop, not just the underground. And uh, you you did have these freezers, which were just like here. At least you had to put something in place to lock it. Mm. These ones would just lock you if you were inside. You had no way of opening it except for they then 
I think just before I finished, they finally put a safety feature in so you could open it from Good. the inside. <laughs> yeah, you used to get these things where they just lock you in if you weren't careful. Great. And you just had to hope someone's going past and just bang on the door because I think once at least I did get stuck in there. That's pretty scary stuff. It's not fun. Not good for your old health and safety. No, not they great. No. Yeah, so they're trying to come up with ideas of how they can stay alive in this freezer. I mean, I might have gone for the hugging myself. Yeah, they, they, they went through three different options. And one's like, we could hug ourselves to share warmth. You go, please, 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 please. <laughs> yeah, they went with the wrapping meat around themselves. Yes, and uh, we now know where Lady Gaga got the idea. Juice South was doing it 15 years before her, at least. See, they had the meat scandal before us. <laughs> they yeah. had the... The meat dress. The meat dress before Lady Gaga. This yeah. really was ahead of its time. It was. Uh, Juice South being the Nostradamus of its time. <laughs> Is that it for the notes? No, that's not it for the notes. We can keep going with the notes. Okay, keep going with the notes then. We can keep going with the notes. All right. There was, <laughs> I quite liked and I wrote down copsicles as they were called. That's just a really nice line. Just very pleasing. Great uh, yeah. line. Loved it. Oh, and the fact that <laughs> the Fraser used Ray as a human shield... Because Ray was still... Yes, and he's rubbed in the meat and he kind of figures out the exact density of the meat versus the bullet and slowing it down. This is after Ray does one of the most American things I've ever seen, trying to shoot the fridge to death to get it open. (laughs) It didn't work. Freezer even, not fridge. Strange that. Um, Trying to read my own writing here, it's not going very well. Afraid of... Oh, no, then, you know, they... And actually, I haven't noted down here that Diefenbaker helps to save the day at the end of this scene as well, doesn't he? What's he do again? As well as well, they've already beaten up all the bad guys, as they normally do. And then, I'm going to call him the mob boss. He was like, you know, the guy that was running the show. With, I know, I'm doing, I can't see... Um, you look like you're doing the I'm dance right of a chef from South Park. <laughs> That's, yeah, that is just what I look like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the top guy, he's trying to run away and then Diefenbaker just jumps on him and pins him down to the ground. Go oh, yeah, that's, that's nice. Oh, yeah, that's why Deef's there. Of course that's why Deef's there. Yeah. Deef's not wasted. Yeah, so they've saved the day and stopped everyone eating horse meats and then they help out the um, Hispanic lady, Miss Gomez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, it wasn't Gomez. Was it Gomez? Gomez? Oh, I've forgotten already. Hispanic Game- Gomez, I think it was. Gomez. 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 Hispanic mum. Gave oars. Gave oars? You yeah, made no, that one up. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was just vamping while I'm trying to get... Oh, uh, Gamez. Gamez, okay. They help her out with um, the landlord because she had no hot water. Yep. And she moves into uh, Ray's building. Oh, so Ray's, Ray's building. Jeez, what's up with me tonight? Right. But uh, I do love the fact that uh, it's another one thing. It's like... You've got with Ray and his family, you've got Fraser in that apartment building. Yeah. So I don't know if she specifically reappears later, but certainly that building, the landlord's the same one as from an earlier episode. Yeah. It's just, it's all very nice the way that you've got these kind of repeated scenes and uh, places for things to happen in. Yeah, I found, this is what I was going to say earlier, I found it a little bit weird then um, Stephanie, Blondie, was helping out. She was painting this apartment and she was helping out. I found that a bit weird. She didn't know this lady, and I'm guessing she did it just probably to say thank you to Fraser. But I don't know. Fraser. Fraser yes. would be Fraser the radio, would be, uh, radio <laughs> uh, psychiatrist who span off from Cheers. Yeah, I wasn't talking about him. Yeah. I'm talking about Fraser. Fraser. 
Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I did find it quite weird that she was in the scene helping out. Yeah. And I was saying, if they'd met earlier on, maybe it would have made a bit more sense. Maybe. Look, I think we've agreed it's not a perfect episode. Mm. It, it's it's stock good due south, but it's not great due south. No. It was a nice little touch at the end when the boy Mario was listening to Ray talking about you know being a cup. Oh yeah, yeah, just to be just so generous to him. Yeah. And then at the end, uh, yeah, Benny goes to him. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, th- thank, thank you for pretending to be listening. I think it made his day. It's like, no, actually, some of the stuff we said was quite interesting. It's like, really? really? And it's it's nice because you never usually get uh, Benny being sarcastic, mm. but it kind of fit. It was enough. <laughs> it was a little bit sarcastic and a little bit um, at Ray's expense. But not too much that was unphrase-like. Mm. It was a nice little touch at the end. Yeah, it's nice and nice. So, is that the last notes? That is the last of right. my notes. Well, we go to our markings, uh, or our um, contaminated horse meats out of ten. <laughs> our horses out of ten we'll go with. Okay, horses. Which I don't think we've had before. No, no, I don't think we have. We'll go horses. Yeah, horses out of ten. Oh, no, well, did we do that for the uh, last episode? With Buck Frobisher. Mm. Did we do horses? Can't remember now. We will go with the contaminated meats okay. out of ten. How many how many contaminated meats do you give I'm this one? I'm going to give this one a six. I was gonna say it's that the same. Oh. Six? Yeah. Uh Neve, what do you think? How many? I think eight. 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 Well that's very generous yeah. and I think just plugged out the air, but that's yes. fine. But she didn't say that was your rating. One. There's your rating. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, so now we've got the serious business of uh we'll kick off with the Diefenbaker moment Ooh, of the week. Okay. For me, this is obvious. I, I, I oh, okay. I think, I think. Come on to the microphone then. I think it. I think it was um, when he was in the bed. Okay. He was in the bed. Oh, that's yeah. a nice moment. That's a nice that moment. That was a good moment. For me, I think it had to be the stealing of the donut. Yeah, the donut moment. That that that's it for me. Yeah. Don't do that. I was going to put it down with that. I forgot. No. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't put crisps down next to Dottie. We were just talking dotty. about a wolf stealing a donut and then you put food in front of a dog's I... face. <laughs> yeah. That's... Um, I was going to put it down with enough. Even where it is now is, yeah. is risky if you ask me. But anyway. <laughs> right. So now we have to come up with the most American of the week. Most Canadian of the week. Okay. Now for both... I think it's clear, but... Uh, we may have the same this week. I don't. Will you start off with the most American of the week? The most American, I'm going to go with Creepy Hillbilly Man. Oh, I didn't consider this. Why is he most American? Which, uh, for our American listeners, I apologise for <laughs> Michelle's quite frankly racist views on American. No, 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 this isn't going to be great. This is, for me, it's about the American dream. He was scooping up all this fertiliser to sell on and he was making a good living out of it. Oh, I like that Yeah, angle. he was a businessman. They made him look like a hillbilly, but I feel he like you've covered up for it now I've said that, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Trump is what you're saying. <laughs> anyway. What I'm seeing is like, there was a few early contenders for me. First of all, you've got the woman looking after her children. She's come for the American dream to America. Um, which is the place for the American dream. It's the best place. Miss um, Gamers. But, of course, now she'd be deported, so she doesn't count. <laughs> she is an intruder. She deserves to be behind the wall. We've learnt this now. Okay. Back then, we thought that was part of the American dream. Turns out not. No. That's just science. <laughs> <laughs> then you had the patronising doctor. Or, well, yeah. no, actually, then I was going for the woman at the checkout. 
<laughs> so dismissive. So like, both in America and here in the UK, you will get that woman mm. behind the checkout. So it wasn't exclusively American. And then I was at the doctor. Yeah. And I think I'm going to land on the doctor. The oh, yeah. kind of like... Uh, Something about the healthcare system in America, which is different to our own, especially at that time, which it might be going back towards, <laughs> of uh, kind of like seeing the cus- the well, the patient as a customer. Yeah, I that was the vibe I got from from him. Definitely. Which, no offense to Americans, like some of these Americans of the week are going to be complimentary. Some of them are not going to be so complimentary. Just I had a complimentary one, and, and you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you, although you called him a hillbilly, so really, how complimentary were you? <laughs> I mean that's their word that's all I'm saying okay <laughs> you can't you can't take it back for them yeah we need to go on to the Canadian of the week oh Canadian of the week yeah sorry one more, one See, this one I'm wondering if we're going to have the same well I mean I know which one it is but, but go on go. well do you do you have a Canadian of the week doesn't have to be an actual Canadian just someone acting Canadian Neve. So, oh. uh, Mrs. Gamers, is there yeah. a reason? No. No, no, no. that's just her. Well, Neve, yeah. would you say, and I'm just guessing what you'd say, that it's because she was so compassionate, so kind towards her kids, uh, thoughtful to the community around her. Was that what you were thinking? No. <laughs> you see, I gave you an out, and all you had to say was yes. <laughs> Got to learn to, like, yes when someone's getting... Anyway. Um, anyway, my Canadian of the week was Stephanie. Stephanie, the... The, the blondie. Um, yeah, blondie. blondie. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, clearly. Yeah. She cared about horses. Yes. She wanted to save them. Yeah. She was thinking of her fellow man and horse. Didn't care at all that she was just wasting her dad's fortune. No. she was I mean, even horses. She didn't think of the money, much like uh, Fraser would. Yeah. Usually Fraser, it's because he doesn't have any and he's grabbing it off Ray. Yeah. Because he's all <laughs> Canadian. But, uh, like, earlier on, he's just giving his money away to get the Pepto-Bismol to help the kid. Yeah. That's how this whole crazy adventure starts. Mm. Well, that and the contaminated horse meat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. Most Canadian of the week. We agreed on one thing. Yes. Which is one more than usual. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I think that's about it for this week's uh, Due South by Southeast. Yes. So, thank you very much for listening. I've been Detective Screen. With me has been... Mountie Michelle. And... Me. And Dottie Baker. And until next week, keep your compasses pointed. Due South. By Southeast. Wow.